To our viewers at home, we are back now with the Park and Recreation Board, and I will begin roll call beginning to my left. Greg Wax. Kathy Garrow. Neil Sardinius. Dan Russell, Director of Parks and Recreation. Paul Salami. Mariana Hearn. Mike Trachtenberg. Carol Kenny. And Tina Garzillo. And thank you for the Parks and Rec Board um, being here this evening, and uh, we are ready for your presentation, so go ahead. Okay, well, some of our people have few things they want to say first, so I'll defer to Kathy, you want to, sure. want to kick it off? Sure. Um, so I've been on the Park and Rec Board since October, and one of the big issues that um, comes to my forefront is adult park. I think this community needs adult park. And when I see out on social media some of the concerns of the community, that's probably the number one thing. Uh, people complain about dogs running on the athletic fields. I don't believe dogs should be on the athletic fields if there is a place for the dogs to be. I have done a tour of all dog parks within like a 10 mile radius. Uh, some are great, some are not so great. And I think that with the coalition of community members, we can develop an effective plan for a safe place for people and their pets. That's my issue. Uh, Kathy, with you visiting the dog parks in the, um, in the surrounding municipalities, have you put together that information? Is it compiled or is this more just inside your head that, that you have that knowledge? So it's compiled for me at home as, as in things that I saw that I thought were great, things that I saw that I did not particularly care for. I talked to many people using parks, where they were located, what amenities were in a park, uh, access to a water source, bench, shade, things, um, big dog park versus a small dog park, um, availability of everybody in the community using the park. Most of the parks that I went to were not limited to people who live in that particular community. So it was everybody was bringing their dogs from all over because that was the available dog park. Um, fencing, what kind of fencing? So I have not a formal proposal, so to speak, but I have a lot of information and pictures and things that I've gathered from the different dog parks that I have visited. I know that the dog park conversation has circled around the um, Park and Rec Board for many years. Yes. Uh, I would even say yes. decade, a dozen years. Yes. It's been, mm -hmm. it's been a, a lot, yes. but more than that, more. No, easily, easily. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that anyone has put together documentation like what you're describing to do like a, almost a, a little study of um, the different dog parks and the, the pros and cons of different ones. So um, thank you for, for doing that for yourself. And I know it's one of your priorities, but I don't think that we have ever done that through Park and Rec before. Um, so that information I think will be valuable for conversation. And I don't know if a dog park will happen or not happen. I don't want to make that statement, but um, no one has done that yet. So um, if you can put that together more formally um, just jot down, jot down all of all of um, things that you've researched. I think that would be beneficial for conversation, at least. Like I said, not guaranteeing dog park will or will not will or will not happen, but that's very helpful to have that put together like that because we've never done that. That I know that we've um, we've gone to parks outside of our community and saw them, but no one's put together that comprehensive of information. If I if I could say something. Um, we did have at one point in time money that was going to be allocated to a dog park uh, and we 
pretty much out of location too. And then, you know, 2020 happened and, and yes. you know. Yeah. Exactly. I yes. think the location is, is a big problem. It, not a problem, but that has to be decided, I think. To me, that's step one is to find a location for a dog park and then somebody like you with knowledge of, you know, pros and cons, what you're looking for in a dog park, that seems almost second, not secondary, but step two, let's sure. put it that way. And, uh, but I think the very most important thing is to figure out where such a park could be. And um, I hear your frustration. Uh, I, was, I was liaison to the Park and Rec Board eight years ago, seven years ago, and there were people on there that were very passionate about the dog, a dog park as well, and it has not happened. So what, it's a good thing to have somebody who's passionate about it. Keep pushing them and us. And, and we have to find, you know, we, I, I don't believe there's anyone who opposes. I've never heard of anyone opposing a dog park. So it's kind of a surprise to me that it really hasn't come to fruition yet. And I don't, I'm not looking at you guys. I'm looking at all of us, you know, that it just hasn't happened yet. Okay. Yeah, we certainly can put it on our agenda for a meeting when you're ready. Sure. To kind of formally put something together that we can, it's tangible and we can see. Okay. I will absolutely do that. Thank okay. you for the time. Thank you. Neil. Um, an interesting topic. Okay. Uh, my topic, I'm going to talk about the uh, results of the recycling at the recent uh, Earth Day event. So here are the st st statistics. Uh, Zumo Bike collected 80 bikes, repaired 11, and placed orders for numerous more. The paper shredding truck filled in one hour with roughly 10,000 pounds of paper. Green Drop picked 800 plus bags. And <clears throat> PAR Recycling, which was e-waste e collecting, uh, picked up 15,465 uh, 15, yeah, 15,465 uh, facing out towards uh, Capitol Grill, so off of Mole Boulevard. Um, it will be there seven days a week. Um, I can't remember the opening time, either I 10 or 11. 10 to 5, 10 to, I think. 10 to 5? 10 to 5, yeah. So where they'll, it'll be manned. Yes, yes. Free of charge. And, uh, free of charge, so it's, it's household, household um, no. uh, lamps. Lamps and small, small things, not not household like big, big furniture pieces, but smaller items, household things, um, kitchen kitchenware, etc. Um, gently used clothing, and uh, the setup. If no one has ever gone to the one in Audubon, it's going to be the similar setup that you pull your vehicle up. The tenants are there. They will um, they will take the items out of your car for you if you if you prefer. Uh, you can get a receipt, or you don't need to have a receipt. Um, uh, everything's computerized for them, so they're right there um, logging everything in. And um, all the proceeds from the donations uh, go directly to the Red Cross. Um, so it supports them. Some of the Green Drop locations do multiple uh, organizations, nonprofit organizations, but this one specifically at King of Prussia will benefit the American Red Cross. Um, so spread that word around. Um, it's convenient and it's accessible and it's. Um, 
good for our environment, the things that maybe you don't want to use any longer. Oh, I'm getting into a hole. <laughs> so do they take television? I know the answer to that. No. Okay. They take they flat would. screens, but, uh, not, but not CRTs. Uh, there is a whole list on their website of what they take and what they don't take. Okay. Yeah. But I think they took the CRTs um, at the one that you were just talking about on Earth. They may have charged. No. They did, and there was a small, there was a nominal was a fee small for that. Charge. Yeah, because okay. of the way that they need to be disposed. Okay. I don't think they take them at all at this point. I was just looking no, at the no, list no, today. No, 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 not at but, this. Yeah. Right, but I'm just saying that I believe yeah. that was one location mm -hmm. where you could get rid of a, a television. An old-fashioned. Most of the time, there's a nominal fee for yeah. any place that does the recycling yeah. with, with them. See, also, just one other thing I wanted to add is, is, is this is going out to the uh, neighborhood. Is any ideas of anything that we missed? You know, people should let us know. Like, you know, what did we miss as far as uh, recycling? Well, there is World of Books, which oh, accepts okay. books. It's over by the Regal Cinema, and it's you know, a big bin, uh, if anybody's been there, and um, you just put the books in the bin. I've seen it That's so good. filled sometimes that people have left books in the weather outside of it, but they do come in, and that that's located, I think, in so many, a lot of different places. It's called, I think it's called World of Books, if you remember. remember. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we have talked about um, is cardboard recycling, cardboard and paper recycling. Um, I was in another, I think it was Marple Township, uh, where they have a big uh, bin for cardboard recycling. We have a lot of people here who are apartment dwellers, who are, who move in, they move out. Um, so I think, you know, as long as we get the word out, once we have that set up, we are planning to do that. Um, once we move our compost to another location, we're going to have the compost uh, at the same place where we plan to put um, a cardboard center for recycling. And it would be cardboard and paper. So, Would it be possible to have um, maybe once a year toxic, you know, so the turpentine paint? Hazardous waste. Yeah. I think our state rep does that. County. Uh, or county. the county. Okay. We yes. had one here a few years ago, yeah. well before the pandemic. The advantage at the time was a county employee was who was who, I, actually I think the person running the event, lived Chris Casman, yes, lived here. He was on the EAC, yes, as well. um, yes. And they do it; they yeah. do a few a year, but it hasn't been in Upper Marion since. No. So, but that's okay. maybe something we could look forward to yeah. next time. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, you got Paul. Yeah, uh, I, just, I think we talked about this last year, so we're going to continue to discuss it. The um, cooperation that's going on right now between the school district, the township, and the sports teams to maintain uh, like two or three fields at Hoiser. So um, it's been working very smoothly. Uh, that the, the school district drops off the supplies. Um, I work with the, uh, the, the township to um, any kind of special needs that the fields might have. For example, a couple of fields are, have some divots in them, so we need some dirt. So I, I coordinated with uh, Jerry Recupido, and he's gonna, uh, after lacrosse season, which ends this Sunday, pretty much, drop off some dirt and we'll <clears throat> plant some seed and hopefully it'll take before uh, it gets too hot out there so we're ready for uh, football, which starts in, uh, in, in August. So. Um, again, I, I'm hoping it continues 
Uh, my understanding is that the school is still going to need some some fields at some point in the future uh, with the middle school. Um, so uh, you know, hopefully we can keep that uh, that uh, donation coming in uh, of, of supplies because that helps, and um, and then continue what we've been doing because the fields look pretty good. Um, you know, there's still a lot more we can do with the fields, but you know, we'll take what we can get. And um, and and I think we're going to start doing that with, with baseball fields yeah. also, so that yeah, you know that will cover a good portion of at least the Hoiser field. Um, I, I'm assuming it can also be it can also be done at Baxter and the other places that the school is using. You know, uh, some of the fields out there because they are they were very willing to work with the, at least the the sports teams and with the township to uh, you know make it better for, for anybody that uses it. So, yeah, I thought I again. I, I show up and and stuff's there, yeah. And 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 they put the nets around it. If you guys seen the nets, uh, the backstops for lacrosse fields, yes. I put that up yes. a couple of years ago. So those are stored in in the lacrosse sheds. So they, they were concerned about where to store them as well. We have a shed, playing room, let's store it there. Um, so anyway, I think it's, it's working out. Communication is great, and I just hope it continues. Are you going to keep turf fields? I hope. Keep turf fields Yeah, not, not change them to artificial turf of any kind. <clears throat> oh, natural turf. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, no, I, I'm I go back and to... forth. I, 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 I go back and forth. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, well, if it wasn't raining, we could use the fields. But there's probably a, plenty of opportunities to maybe use the school fields if, there's, if it rains or something happens. It's just open up that option for, for, for teams. I think that's happening now. The, Seems that they're more, they're they're receptive to, to the sports teams using some of the fields, obviously not when the high schools using it or the middle schools using it. So uh, I kind of enjoy grass. You know, I, I do enjoy I, I do enjoy from grass. What I, from what I've been reading, I think it's safer than the artificial yeah. fields. The artificial know, turf. If, if we talk about Hoiser two and there's some plans, maybe we can turn one field into a turf field just to have that option, but. You know, so artificial? Artificially, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I said maybe, you know, and then and, and everything else. I, no, I gotta have I'll, options I'll out there. I'll leave the you, district you, to install a field turf. Is that correct? I'm not sure what company they're using, but what is field turf? So when people say turf, I mean grass. The, I mean grass. When they yeah, they normally they say grass, but when they say yeah. turf, there's the original artificial turf for those people who may have watched baseball or football in the 1980s and 1990s. You know, that's like carpet on top of concrete versus what there is now, which um, is much softer, but there have been some studies out there. I know the NFL did a study a few years ago that may or may not have been buried that, that shows that there may be a higher preponderance of injuries, but that may have been the early stuff and not the modern stuff. I don't know. I, I follow up, but maybe not as closely as I should, but there has been evolution uh, to some extent. Yeah, there's there's constant evolution with the synthetic turf, is uh, what it's uh, known as, uh, with the different materials and things. And they think a lot of those injuries um, are caused by you know the size and the speed as well. Uh, there's a lot of science behind it, um, but they're constantly evolving um, what's out there on the market for synthetic turf. So, well, the um, stories I had heard recently 
were about, I think, specifically baseball players who have cancer. That was the older first generation. That's not his first generation okay. stuff. Well, yeah. and they, they were blaming Paso or considering that it might have been related yeah. to yeah. the artificial yeah. more, than just, more than just baseball players, but that's yeah. that's apparently the yeah. old stuff. Yeah, they were first generation stuff. Infield, like the stuff yeah, would like get in your, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Marianne. Hi. Um, I continue to be uh, the liaison between Shade Tree and Park and Rec, and um, it's it's been great because there's so much stuff that we have in common and so many issues, uh, and it's the only thing that that I'm interested in is is the um, public uh, locations that they deal with, not like the because they deal with like the private. Um, when someone's going to build something, they have to show their plans and if trees are being removed. So that's something that I'm not involved in. But between parks and, and trails, there's a huge overlap between what we do and what they do. Um, and I've learned a lot um, from them and get very involved in their, in their activities. And they come to our meetings sometimes. Also. Um, uh, McCaig Nature Center is another thing that we're cooperating with and it's just been a really nice um, natural group of, of interests that we have in common with them and I enjoy it very much uh, although I do get sucked into tree planting and tree tending <laughs> maybe more than I would have otherwise yeah. but they're great people and um, we have so much in common and with the development of Hoiser 2, it's going to be even more so uh, important for us, for us all. It's a lot of collaboration. Yeah, collaboration. I know we're talking about. So I, I'll just kind of give you an overview of a couple other things that we do. First off, we want to thank you for Kathy and Mark Bondra as new members on the committee. So we're now up to seven, I believe. Um, we continue with our park inspections. Tina's even even got Jumped back in into the, the swing of it. I missed like it. Like in the old days. <laughs> I missed it. So, so we, we have a whole chart and every month um, we do, we cover different parks. The great part about it is since Coop and his crew has taken over, our list gets shorter and shorter. There's no widow makers anymore. There's, we put down something and it's usually already done by the time, you know, by the time our meeting comes up because we send him a copy of it. They, they are truly on the ball. And uh, I want to thank him publicly and, of course, Dan. Um, Dan and I meet monthly before our meetings to go over the agenda and whatever items may come before the board or sometimes even for my opinion on something that he's dealing with. Um, so I really appreciate that. <coughs> and Vetus has also been coming to a lot of our meetings with the keg and we actually held our december meeting in the little school building yeah so that was pretty cool which we've done before um paul mentioned about uh, hoiser the softball and the large baseball field um they're great except that they're a field of weeds not of dreams um so um natural. between well it's a little more than natural <laughs> Um, uh, when Rosemont had their last home game, um, it was on a Tuesday. Normally they cut the grass on Wednesday, but 
because of the rain, the grass was so high. Coop arranged for the people to come over that morning on Tuesday. The cut normally would have been the next day. So the cooperation has been great. Um, uh, Rosemont College, Umbun, and School District have worked out really well together on those fields, but the fields weed wise in the outfield as well as the softball fields. So, like Paul, we're going to set up a meeting shortly with the township, with Coop, with Dan, with Rosemont College, with Umba, and the school district to kind of come up with a plan to, to really get those fields under control because we get raves. Um, I don't know if any of you came to any of the Rosemont games, but it gets over 100 people uh, at those games. And there was one Saturday morning when Umbo was there with the real little guys, including my grandson. There had to be three or four hundred people in that little section. Um, uh, the snack bar was open. It was really, really phenomenal. Um, we've had discussions. Uh, I think, I think it's more with Public Works, but about new signage in the parks uh, that are more concise and that aren't so, like, well, the messages are there the, that are current, not, there's some stuff on there that's probably not as appropriate anymore. Um, another thing we're doing, and I did mention it at a little meeting before, but um, we've begun inviting um, different organizations that work through Park and Rec, have something to do, whether it's the sports leagues, the senior center, uh, to our board meetings, we had the senior center in last month, uh, which was very interesting. Um, kind of get a, a current of what they're doing, what they may need from us, how we can help them, how they can help us. Uh, we should have one or two sports organizations coming over the next couple of months at each meeting. We have not had them in since before COVID uh, and since we stopped giving out uh, the stipends to the league, so um, we kind of want to find out where they are and what help they need and, and you know, what they're doing and their, and their current status. And last but not least, Hoiser II. Uh, we're really very anxious to begin the process. I'm not sure where we are on, on the, on the get-go. Our board is very anxious to get together to try to hire somebody to lay out everything like we did with the last trail. Um, we know that there's probably going to have to be some kind of subcommittee with a whole bunch of different uh, boards and, and uh, people from the community and different organizations for input. Uh, we know that, but we have collected quite a bit of information with the survey we did over the last couple of years. So I can't remember. Do we have like three or four hundred or five hundred? We had uh, it was close to five hundred responses. Yeah, five hundred. Yeah. I thought that was the number. We actually made up a survey three or four years ago, um, and at some of the different events we passed them out, um, and there were a whole lot of people there, even from outside. So we're, you know, we're very anxious, and um, you know. I'd like to see it get going while I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting ready. We're approaching our goals and objectives season, and that that will be topic of conversation for um, for us for uh, going into the 2024 uh, budget year. 
So uh, we'll make sure that we um, have conversations about that. And all the, all the background work that you've done so far will be beneficial for that conversation. Yeah. So you have this survey that you just did um, recently, last couple of years. And then we also have the uh, Park and Rec master plan, sure. all that data as well. Mm -hmm. So combining that. Um, I'm just curious, were there, did you see overlaps of the same, was it, was it consistent with from the Park and Rec um, master plan to this, this recent survey? Did you see some themes mm -hmm. that were repeated, do you think? Or was the focus a little bit different? No, there, there was a lot of recurring themes, yeah. um, both in the Park and Rec Master Plan that was completed in 14 or 15, uh, or that we started in 14 or 15, and with this most recent survey. Um, a lot of the similar school of thoughts. Um, you remember we when we embarked on that journey, we did have a lot of focus group meetings uh, and folks come in. Mm -hmm. So folks that are interested in, in parks and recreation services, they're going to be the first to respond to those types of things. So we're certainly seeing the same type of um, needs and wants. Yeah. That's awesome. Needs and community have maintained the, maintained the yeah. same kind of, of themes then over yeah. the years. Like a, okay. like a top yeah. five list. Yeah. Our, have, okay. yeah we, had to, we had told you before that we had, we had done a tour of the property. Uh, with Neil as one of the leaders of it, Marley and Jerome. So, you know, at least we got some kind of concept of it. Um, I, for one, when we really get into this time, I really want to go out and see exactly what it is they're talking about. It's something I haven't done with the trail, so I should have. And uh, that, that's not going to happen again. Because, you know, putting it up on a little board or the big picture like that, you know, that's on a screen, it's impossible to understand what it is involved. Well, seeing a 2D, uh, something flat versus no yeah, the terrain. I mean, and I can't, yeah. my brain doesn't, really doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. I can't, I just can't look at a screen or something and necessarily visualize what it's physically going to look like when it's done and all the barriers and things they have to get over in order to make that happen. So I'd like to see it this time. So that's that's something whoever we hire, I want us to be able to go out and see and hopefully to avoid some of the problems that we've had with trails over the past years. I think that would go a long way if we can catch it before they start and not after. Yeah. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel the same way, you know, if there's something we can avoid, I'd like to avoid it and not have to, you know, be upset about it afterwards and fight for something that's a losing battle sometimes. It gets frustrating. And that's kind of where we are. And, you know, we're a pretty active board and we're pretty diversified, as you can tell, just from here we will have something a little bit different areas that we're interested in. And Pretty much we get along, so <laughs> that also That's helps. It's a bonus. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So anyway, thank you for your time. And I don't know if there's any questions, anything we can answer for you in the two minutes or whatever we have left. I think I said what I was going to say and asked what I was going to ask when we went topic by topic. Same so. here. Yes. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. I was hoping we would cover, you know, most things. Yes, yeah, pretty broad presentation, so thank you everyone for coming. Yeah. Yes, we appreciated all your comments and concerns and expectations. So that's good. That's good. 
And I think that Park and Rec will continue to be an active part in that selection process like we have um, in the past couple cycles with the, um, the firms that have uh, helped us with the design for the Crokery Trail example, as an example. That, um, that, was, that was very helpful with uh, your recommendations and your input with that. So we'll continue that process. Yeah. With, uh, it was pretty. It was actually pretty exciting to be involved in that. I don't think any of us had done anything like that. We got pretty organized at that. And, you know, we just got a little, little taken over by Bob, but <laughs> a little overwhelmed. But aside from that, trail's done. Trail is done. Had their ribbon cutting recently. We learn a lot. When it happens again, we'll have some yeah, better yeah, ideas. We have a lot of we have some <laughs> what to look for. Now. You know what we're doing. Well, thank you for your presentation. Um, thank you. Thank you for all the hard work and dedication and time that you put into what you do for us. Um, appreciate you being here. And um, at this time, we're going to take a brief recess and we will reconvene for our final presentation for this evening. Thank you. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.